Hello. Welcome to Brain Sick, a podcast about mental illness. And sick brains. And sick brains. Yes, sick. I'm Andrew, your host today. Well, we're kind of all hosts, aren't we? Today I'm the host. Sorry, that was my food. I'm some apples. He's okay. our main host. For sure. I'm Lydia. And I am Alita. Alright, and today we are talking about... Howard Robard Hughes. Who is not John Hughes. Not John Hughes. Or and not Ted Howard Hughes. Hughes Sr. He is Howard Hughes Jr. Oh. Um, yeah, quite the uh, extremely incredible and interesting fellow, as we will come to learn. Quite the OCD fellow also, as we will come to learn. Um... There's a movie about him. It's called The Aviator. I don't think you folks have seen it. Nope. 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 Is that with Leo DiCaprio? It is. And he also has issues. He also apparently suffers from some OCD. Okay. Okay. And I think, yeah, he's talked about that somewhere, about his role in the film. It's a good movie. And if you don't want spoilers, you should watch it right now and come back for all the nitty-gritty. <laughs> so, so pause. Yeah, pause. it's just, just like with your hand. Wait, so is it an autobiographical film? It's not an autobiographical. Oh, no, autobiographical. Yeah, I think it, it follows his life. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but so it, it's it, pretty much just a biopic. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> it's called The Aviator because that was a lot of his career spent with planes. planes. Flying the planes. Um, but yeah, I think we have a, we have a lot of stuff here um, that wasn't really uh, included in the movie. I think I think oh. his mental illness is really tooled up in the movie pretty well. But we'll get into really. We didn't do housekeeping. We need to do housekeeping. Do some housekeeping. I forgot. I forgot. You remember? You went straight into it, and Keep I was ready. House. I was ready to go. Okay. <laughs> so, shout out to Amanda. I will ask her if it's okay to use her name. Ooh. But she reached out to us after. Our last podcast, which is okay. really cool. It's not like she was just going through this. She wanted to hear in the future about eating disorders, so I'm going to do my next one, Karen Carpenter. Okay. Which will be cool. Yeah. So I, I just I thought it was really cool. We got some, like, actual feedback, mm-hmm. and that was really exciting. That is so, really dope. Shout out. And yeah. Messages. Though. Yeah. We want, want to hear, hear from you. What do you think? Talk to us. We Please. want we it. crave <laughs> the attention. I need Someone to talk to. Anyone. I got a little desperate. All right. Continue, Andrew. All right. More housekeeping. I think that's it. Right. That was, oh, I also. Oh. <laughs> you should have seen the glint in Lydia's eyes. Very <laughs> It's shining. Um, this is kind of unrelated, but I just wanted to also bring up Jamie Baker from Sharks oh, Announcers, okay. yeah. who recently talked about. His, he's been more open about his depression and oh, okay. substance abuse or like self-medication when it comes mm-hmm. to it and suicide and stuff. Um, suicide ideation and all that. And mm-hmm. so I just thought it was really cool that he was able... Because he kind of disappeared for a year. Yeah. We didn't know what happened to him. And because the shark season is probably going to end today. Oof. As <laughs> we're recording this. Playoffs. So, it ain't looking too hot. It's not. But, but yes, the Sharks announcer, Jamie Baker, I just wanted to bring him up because I thought that was really cool of him and he did an article and he's been talking about it. And so, yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah we, could, cool. we could probably talk about a lot of people in the sports 
Yeah, Ooh. definitely. Head injuries. Ooh, Head football. Injuries. Yeah. yeah. Like, two of our favorite podcasts, which we've definitely mentioned before, and I feel like we mention every episode, yeah. My Favorite Murder and Box of Oddities, mm-hmm. they both have talked about people, like, my favorite murder. They've talked about like yes. murderers who <laughs> experience some sort of head trauma. Yeah, early head trauma, and uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Um, may have you know messed with their uh, oh yeah <laughs> brain a tiny yeah. little bit. And like like Phineas Gage. Yeah, that um, whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just a... his whole personality just kaput. Like he was a completely different man. Yeah. Um, so just yeah, and also Van Gogh, right? We're talking about his head. Yeah, face is asymmetrical oh, probably an early. Yeah, bonk. Yeah, early bonking. Oh yeah. So yeah, I mean yeah, I within yeah. sports, sports ball world. Also yeah. um, with the ALS, right too, because it mm-hmm. can turn into. There's there's supposedly a connection with the concussions oh, right. in football yeah. with ALS. Yeah. Oh I yeah. Mean, yeah, don't bonk your head, folks. Uh, wear a helmet. We, <laughs> at, all times. at all times. <laughs> we are all currently wearing helmets. And bubble all wrap. Twenty four seven. Our entire bodies are coated with bubble wrap in this 89 degree heat. It I've actually been looking into a hamster ball. But <gasps> the heat so cool. will probably not be so good. I might melt here. onto you. Yeah. I've always wanted to do that on water. Yeah. That would be nice. And you know, when I was younger, I saw an article about people doing it in New Zealand, and I was like, I have to go to New Zealand for this. <laughs> I can't do it anywhere else. Yeah, that's it. That's it, it. It's only in New Zealand. That's the location. Yeah. If you're trying to <laughs> hamster ball. You have to. How does that work? Because, like, isn't there little air pockets, like, there? in the ball? Oh, so you don't die? I would, assu- <laughs> I would assume so. But if you're going on water, okay. do you just go so fast that it doesn't get inside? Like, like Sonic. <laughs> yeah. Does he, does he run on water? I don't um, Yeah. Okay. At some point, he must. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a really good question. <laughs> I remember a friend telling me, like, hey, y'all, like, this was great, but, like, don't take 800 years for the intro. Which, honestly, like, I'm fine with us just chatting about things, but, like, just <laughs> oh, yell no. at us if you hate hearing us talk you about random shit. You can just skip it, too. <laughs> that's awesome. Just skip yeah, us. It's what happens with my favorite murders. You get further in, they just <laughs> talk about randoms for, like, 25 minutes. <laughs> like, half the episode is not being, like... Oh my god, so yesterday I went to like this comedy club and uh, And like, like I watched this and what do you think about that? Yeah, it's uh, so good. Okay, well, we can but we can um forego. We can just Just yeah, I mean no, just skip us. Like screw you. We're not gonna stop having cool talks. No, we'll just like we'll timestamp it like four thirty for Nah. Oh yeah, that's actually a lovely idea. Yeah. Alright. I'd like that. Especially because okay, they're gonna hear Andrew like talking and then we're like, oh, wait. Housekeeping. <laughs> and then we're like, whoa. <laughs> We're not gonna make them sit through it. Only if they want. Oh, okay, I guess. Alright, we're giving them the easy out. That's fine. So. You can do your real intro. You can re intro it since we kind of. Hello, welcome to Brainsick, a podcast. <laughs> I'm Andrew. I'm this Lydia. Is Lydia. This is Alita. And we're talking about Howard Robard Hughes Jr., born on Jr. Christmas Eve, Ooh, uh, 1905. Whoa. So we're She's still alive? New. Okay. That would be insane. He'd be. <laughs> yeah. And a geezer. Not. 14, not impossible, but. Uh, Highly improbable. Given the plane crashes and other things he has been through, Ooh. it would have been quite the feat. So, nice. No, he did not. Um, 
So yeah, he's born in Texas, uh, a little, little town of Humble. He's a yeehaw oh, man. Really? Yeah. yeah. I feel I like there's a college or something. Oh, well. <laughs> okay. Maybe I want to say <laughs> Something happened in Humble. Shout, um, shout us out if you're... <laughs> let us know what happened. Because <laughs> I don't know. And I'm not going to look it up. Yeah. Okay. Alright. He was an entrepreneur. Uh, he did a lot of different things. He worked in aviation. He worked in Hollywood. Um, and he was just generally an engineer. Um, did some kind of philanthropy work. Um, he came from big money. Um, so, yeah, he in his day, he was one of the richest people oh, around. Okay. Um, and his dad was an oil man. Um, mm, yeah. <laughs> and also kind of an engineer. So he, he manufactured tools for the oil drilling business. Hmm. Um, and his dad or him? His dad, okay. and his dad would lease out the equipment. He wouldn't actually sell it to. So he, he, he was pretty, pretty good businessman, pretty good engineer. So it made a lot of money for the family. That's kind of where um, Howard, a lot of Hughes Junior's uh, kind of foundation comes from. Huger, 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 Okay. By the time we're yes, we're focusing on Junior. He's our guy. Junior's our guy. We're, we're talking about the dad, H H Junior. Yeah. Okay. So so he got his whole family rich for them. I don't know how far back that money goes, but at least at least to the dad. Um, his uncle was a novelist and a screenwriter and a director as well. Mm. Um, and so and so so Junior kind of ends up doing a little bit of both of these things from cool. like kind of his dad. So this kind of all runs in the family. Everything he was doing. Um, so yeah, so when, when Hughes Jr. was an adult in his, uh, in his stride, his net worth was 1.5 billion. Oh. And so this is like, this is 20th century, the like billion. mid. A billion. Have they accounted for inflation and all that? So if you account this... for inflation, that's about six and a half billion in today's money. Billion with a B? Yeah. Bil- um, so he was, oh. he was a huge dude and he, uh, <laughs> Large! <laughs> Ginormous. <laughs> his his businesses, his whole um, his his happenings as a as a businessman, as an entrepreneur, accounted for a little under a thousandth of the gross national product of the United Holy States crap. for the time. So that that's like the money value of everything that the country produces for a year. Holy crap! <laughs> so he oh was gosh. seriously, and he he. Yeah, he was seriously uh, for one involved. person to be making em- enough for it to like show up, you know, like yeah. not just as like an infinitesimal amount. Like, oh, uh-huh. yeah. So it's kind of crazy, and wow. we'll we'll kind of see. There's this trend when you have that much money, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you can kind of just do what you want with it. Yeah. And when you have OCD tendencies and you're kind Ooh. of an eccentric person, you Ooh. do some pretty interesting things. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, so yeah, he, he was a really, like, passionate little kid. He built a radio transmitter at age 11, um, got pretty involved with, like, the radio community in Texas at the time, and kind of, like, was kind of a, a, someone who was kind of pushing it forward and building the radio community at that time when he was, like, a teenager. Old school but, podcasting. Yeah. OG. Oh, He's paving the way for us. Oh, so this is early... 1900. Yeah, so he yeah, so that would be 1916 when he built a radio transmitter. Wow. And then the next year when he's 12 years old, he builds a motorized bicycle with parts from his father's steam engine. Dang. 
Damn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> his dad just has this. Oh, wait, from a car? Steam I don't know. I see like a steam engine. From like a train or something. Also, what I Okay, first of all, his dad had one. Second yeah. of all, he just took parts from. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know how like, like volunteered like these parts were, <laughs> yeah, dude, or if like they were borrowed. Snatched. But he just he just made a motorbike out of all it. All right. Okay. Um, wow. Which is pretty intense. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, he's really involved with stuff. He's like a boarding school kid, you know, and all this oh, stuff. Okay. Um, he starts taking flying lessons when he's fourteen. Like um, you could have. Oh. Yeah, yeah, we'll just we'll <laughs> not talk about that. Missed opportunity? <laughs> just a little bit. You could have been Howard Hughes the third. Junior 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 Squared. Wouldn't that be the fourth? Uh, oh sh wow. Oh no oh, There could have been a generation between. <laughs> but he's old. But yeah. calculus is doing me dirty. Calculus. Mm. Okay, continue. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's like this really passionate uh, young guy who's doing all this stuff, comes from a lot of money, um, and then uh, things get kind of tumultuous. Um, so so yeah, like, Flyless is at 14, right? And he's kind of like just like crazy accomplished kid by this point almost, and he comes from a lot of opportunity and like privilege, but you know, he's, he's putting it to good use, yeah, you yeah, could yeah. say. Um, but uh, her mom, his mom junior's mom mrs hughes passes away um in march of 1922 so hughes is 17 years old Oof. when his mom passes away uh, from pre a pregnancy complication mm. um does he have siblings um i think so okay. um they don't really play a big role in a lot of the story that we'll be talking about mm, okay. um yeah i i i didn't take any specific notes about that because it didn't really come up. Much yeah, no, that makes sense. Stuff. Um, does it say? I can look. Uh, I can look. You go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Maybe not. Um, but yeah. So he's, he's seventeen and he loses a parent. Mm -hmm. um, and then at this point, he's you know starting to look into colleges and stuff and kind of being independent. For sure. Um, I think he goes to Caltech for a little while Dang for right. uh, math and airplane engineering. Um, I think he, he drops out pretty shortly after, um, and he kind of he ends up kind of back and forth going to schools and in and out. Um, and again, when you have that much money, it's like you don't need to go to college, so mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to stay necessarily. Mm -hmm. And then yeah, his 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 dad passes away just two years later um, in 1924 when he's 19. He's an so orphan. yeah, at the age of 19, he is an orphan basically. You know, he's an adult, but. Uh, I mean, his family is, is out of the picture and he's yeah. kind of on his own and he inherits like forced him out of the house and become an adult basically pretty much yeah um, and he inherits you know pretty much the entire estate of Dang. his dad so then at that point he has a huge kind of nest egg for himself and well, good for him for actually doing something with it yeah there's so many people that could have just sat with that money and oh definitely I mean, I guess he did, but he did something. So that's cool. Something. Oh, he did a lot. Yeah. We'll, we'll get, there's some, yeah, it, we'll, we'll get there. There's some really interesting stuff. Um, <laughs> but uh, at that point, so his dad dies of a heart attack and his mom dies of a, of a pregnancy. pregnancy complication. Yeah. So at that point, when he's 19 years old, he writes a will for himself because yep. he's kind of been around a lot of death. So I guess it's, he was thinking, oh, that's a good idea. Um, and part of his will is to uh, set aside 75% of his estate, of his fortune, to establish a medical research Aww. laboratory. 75%? Wow. So, uh, yeah. So, he's, like, pretty committed to, like, at some point. He actually, he'll end up founding 
um, of the Howard Hughes Medical Institute oh. before he dies. But cool. um, if from that moment, he was like, I'm going to put some effort into that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, so he's kind of just bouncing around being a youngster, trying stuff out. He's into golf for a little while, tries to go pro maybe. doesn't really work out for him so much. <laughs> oh. um, kind of putters out on the golf thing. <laughs> Pun, not intended. Really? Um, it's it's true. Wow. Um, it just comes so naturally. Yeah. yeah. Is it impressive? Yeah, I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he ends up in a, in at a Rice University in Houston, Texas. That's a good school. Um, so that's where he was when his dad passed away, and that's when he withdraws. Um, and then later in that same year, in 1925. I'm uh, not sure exactly how much later, but in, in May, uh, he gets married oh my. Um, to Ella Rice of the university's family, oh. I guess. Oh. He's, he's inside. In he's got connections. So he wasn't going for a degree. He's going for gold. He's going for gold. <laughs> okay. Um, and then, then they move to Los Angeles together, and he wants to work in Hollywood. He wants These to work in movies. These are a lot of big life decisions to be making. All at once. Yeah, like and that's the thing is he can just kind of snap his fingers and do it, it right? So and like, you don't have any parents to be like, "Hey, what are you doing with your life?" Yeah, yeah, it's. What about his uncle? Really interesting. I don't know. Again, like, yeah, it doesn't. It's hard to tell how connected and how close he was with the rest of his family. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of ends up really kind of isolating himself, mm-hmm. as we'll get into. Okay. But um, yeah, so yeah, he moves to Hollywood, starts making films, his first movies, uh, a bit of a financial disaster. Um, so he's producing the movies. He's not directing them, but he has the money. And because of that, he has some kind of executive control yeah. over like how it's going to turn out. Mm. Um, his next two movies uh, succeed. Uh, I think the second one that he makes um, wins an Academy Award. Oh, wow. Um, that? Oh, I t- Darn, I don't, uh... I can look I it up know. and you can... I, d- I, d- I don't have it written down here. Oh. Um, it, but it's for Best Director of a Comedy. Oh. Um, <laughs> again, he didn't direct it, but uh, he... Produced p- it. Produced it. And then, so, so obviously, you know, he's being made into a well-known um, director slash producer. Okay, He I ends up been. starting to direct... Okay. What's, what's the movie? So the first one, Swell Hogan, was a disaster. Yeah, Swell Hogan was a disaster. But then the next two films, Everybody's Acting and Two Arabian Nights were successful. Yeah, so Two Arabian mm. Nights won the Academy Award. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, and then he had a few more movies that were nominated. So, you know, he, he, he was making a name for himself in Hollywood for sure mm. at that Scarface. point. Oh. Yeah, so he also um, produced, I don't think he directed, but he produced the original Scarface movie. Not the remake with Al Pacino that everybody knows mm-hmm. these days, but the original one was Hughes. Um, he does a few more movies, too. He does one that we'll come back to. And this um, would have been around the time that the film industry was really getting going, right? This is pretty much in, like, the, the 20s. 20s. So this is right when movies are kind of picking up, and we're yeah. starting to get... This is kind of like right around the curve of us inventing like color picture and yeah, us inventing sound and like silent movies to sound. So it, it, it's kind of a pretty like progressive time for the film industry. It's, it, cool. it's growing a lot. 
information. From Wikipedia. Shout out to yes. Wikipedia. Woo, our uh, Wikipedia, if you want to sponsor us, uh, <laughs> email <laughs> brainsick.podcast at gmail. Although, no, they, they don't have the funding, the bro. You know how they're have to, always, yeah, they're always asking. Yeah, like there's the ad you click I'm on. It's saying, like a huge banner. And they're like, please, um, we, help we have us. nothing. We're in debt. Like, we're in debt. Like, we have bills we to pay. The hell. Like, we're going to shut down. And this is why I'm trying to, uh, you know, spread the word. Uh-huh. And I think that, you know, I, I, I'm doing a I'm everyone, service. Everyone knows oh, we should, we should be compensated for our contribution. To yeah, because, because it has a bad image. People oh, are like, Psh, Wikipedia. Like, people no. think it is incredible. I feel like that's changing, though. And we're part that's... of that change. Well, unless we all of this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, I've embraced yeah. The way this, this works now. See, he is part of the change. We're seeing it in We action. are. We are all changing. We're all witness. changing. All the time. Woo. Yeah, Wikipedia is great. Um, so email us if you want. It's We're not going to stop. We're not going to go anywhere else. We're locked in. But just saying. No, you know that's not happening. Probably not. It's not but Wikipedia, if you're listening. Yeah. We love you. Yeah. I listened, I listened to the uh, How I Built This with the Wikipedia nice. guy, and it was awesome. Nice. That's also another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. It, yeah. How I Built This with Guy Raz with NPR. Raz. Raz. I love his voice. He has a really nice podcasting voice. <sighs> My bad. It's okay. That's me laptop. Oh, good. <laughs> um, okay, we got so sidetracked. So, Two Arabian Nights was his big... That was that was his first Academy Award, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a major success. And so yeah, yeah. Then he ends up doing Scarface. Scarface was a really big problem with censors because it was a really graphic kind of you know nasty movie. And so he's pushing boundaries a little bit. Um, He makes another movie, another John Wayne flick called The Conqueror, um, which is kind of I think I I have not seen this, but from what I can tell, it seems like this pretty graphic kind of, um, John Wayne's like this cowboy guy who goes and like conquers the Indians. Oh, It was like the whole, it was like the whole thing. Like India Indians or like Native Americans? Like the Native Americans. Okay. Because this is back in the Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll come back to the conqueror because, uh, uh, he just does not forget. Um, but then his next big project, um, is a movie called Hell's Angels. Uh, released in 1930, it's a, it's a war movie, so it'd be a World War One flick, mm. um, and so it's about like fighter pilots and that kind of stuff. And this is where like Airplanes. his kind of his, his passions Airplanes. come together. Planes, planes trains, and um, planes. Yeah, planes, planes, and planes. Planes, so trains, because trains to make the we have to train people how to use planes. Train, train to planes. How yeah. to train your planes. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> don't sue us. Okay. <laughs> copyright. No, that's good. Um, so yeah, Hell's Angels is a is a huge movie. He spends three and a half million. Wait, isn't that the the bikers? Charlie's Angels. Oh, that's, wait, <laughs> Hell's Kitchen. I, <laughs> I, I I think I think there's a biker oh, game. <laughs> yes. That is the most fantastic. Clip. Oh my god. Um, okay, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I think there's a biker gang. I think it's also yeah. a thing. I think they're the... Oh, 
whichever one came after. Yeah. Planes, bikes, and gangs. Gangs and planes. Plane gangs. Plane gangs. Oh. So yeah, that's what the Hells Angels I want, are I like. want to be part of the gang. The plane gang. The, the plane gang that, you know, where they draw penises in their flight. Ooh. Oh. You, you've seen, I showed you that. That was and like a computer flight path. No, no, no. He actually flew it. Oh, he flew it. He flew it. Nice. There's been like a bunch of stuff where pilots are flying And food science <laughs> last year, I made a, a phallic-shaped pancake. Ooh. Did a good grade? I, um, we didn't show the teacher that one. That's probably good. But the other pancakes were also successes. We didn't get whipped cream. <laughs> Sadly enough. I'm sorry, mom and dad. Oh god, mom listens to like I'll be like in my room and I hear her like listening to I'm like, is Lydia at the house? Oh no. And then I'm like, oh wait no, she's talking about Zelda Fitzgerald. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh that's me. And Uh-oh. that's Andrew. I was like, uh oh. Yeah, she's actually listening to it. Sorry. Shout out to you, Mama. We love you. Yeah, I think Dad will listen if Mom's listening to it and he's around. Shout out to you, Dad. <laughs> Thanks. For birthing us. <laughs> For being a part of that he's, process. He's the star player. <laughs> oh, hey, she's the one who had to do all the heavy lifting. <laughs> okay. Well, I, yeah, actually, the quarterbacks always get all the recognition, but you know, <laughs> are they the ones? They don't do all the. Do the work. I mean, it's a team effort. It is a team effort. Uh, Every part is important. These are just like morals from this life lesson. Yeah. Listen to us. Respect your elders. (laughs) That's right. You said that before. You did. You said that. It's important. Don't. What was? I forgot what the context was. Please don't like push over old people. Don't do crack. Definitely don't do crack. Oh, that's right. Poor Brian Wilson. Radiant Radish. Yeah. Radiant Radish. It's just a, it's just a greeting. Radiant, Radiant Radish. Radish. That's beautiful. I feel like I'm in a cult, but it's beautiful. It's a good. It's a Radiant good. Radish. It's a, it's, a, it's a healthy cult. Oh, it's cultivating. Like, <laughs> yeah. We put the cult in cultivating. Yes. Okay, we are making shirts with Radiant Radish. Like, uh, okay, what I'm envisioning in my head yes. is like maybe a yellow shirt. Okay, okay. or there's a natural yes. color they have. Okay, <laughs> yes. So, so Lydia has done a little a little sketch. Oh, she's girl. a beautiful artist, amazing, spectacular. It's beautiful, and she um, did a little sketch of our of our envisioned Radiant Radish. Yes. I'm picturing that Hopi. Like a little, a little circle, yeah, like in the good. chest area, yes. and then on the back, you can say we put the cold cult, cultivating, perhaps like across at the top. Yes. Or, yeah, like we do those little kind of arches with the, Ooh, the it's italics. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's okay, beautiful. we got it. Good, Lovely. perfect. Get it, gotta get it. All right, coming soon. <laughs> it's good we stop there because people soon to start here. dying. Oh. Um, so Hell's Angels is filmed with real planes doing real plane things. Oh. And pilots oh die because there are plane crashes. Oh my lord. Um, not on purpose. Wasn't there a director who was like, oh, I want to be very authentic to the process, and so, like, he wouldn't use props when filming movies? Like, he would use, like, real knives or, like, real guns, and then people would die. There's been some stuff like that. <laughs> there, there's there's <laughs> been lots acting. of stuff like that. Yeah, it's bad. There, there are a lot of directors we could talk about, too. Um, 
But uh, no, no, he's actually his OCD started to kind of show up directing these movies. There was I forget which one. There was this thing where there was like a weird kind of fold or rumple in this lady's blouse in this Ooh. one shot, and like the movie was like done. But then he totally just obsessed over it and, mm-hmm. and like was like we need to reshoot this and he wrote like detailed memos of like how to fix the crinkle in the lady's blouse oh to like That's... not have it because it was just it just ruined everything huh. um, and there's some other stuff like that too there's there's lots of anecdotes of people talking about how um, he was kind of a nightmare to work with Oof. when he was on the set he would Whoops. be super controlling and just trying to like you know was there anything that precipitated this, or was it just kind of out of nowhere as he was mm. directing, or was there some sort of like a trick? No, yeah. yeah, I think I think it's pro. I mean, if anything, maybe just the amount of like control and and power he had throughout his childhood and growing up, and the kind of resources that he always had at his disposal, he kind of felt in a position where he would be able to change and control anything that he wanted to. And mm-hmm. we start working with movies with so many people, he just got he got you know like perfectionists control freak about it and they just kind of naturally with the product with like with like the film as a product it's like you know every single frame needs to be good mm-hmm. kind of thing so he just naturally started to get really obsessed into it and it was kind of like a place for that to kind of manifest i guess that makes sense. um hmm. yeah so yeah and, and hughes is in a plane crash himself because he's flying oh, wow. one of these planes he doesn't die. in the film yes Ooh. so he's also one of the pilots but he crashes but he survives damn um, he hit his head yeah. <laughs> Probably, um, and, it, and it, it won't it won't be the first plane crash he gets into either. So there's definitely oh. at least one good head bonk. Oh, See, that's kind of crazy though that he would fly again. I feel like so many mm. people, me included, would just not yeah. fly ever again. Well, that's the thing is he was flying since he was a teenager, right? Yeah. And so he doesn't, he, doesn't have his, he doesn't have his first crash till he's like in his twenties. Um, so he's pretty. <laughs> is that just like a random passage? Just, <laughs> a pilot. I had my yeah. first crash. Yes. <laughs> Never have I ever crashed my plane. <gasps> what? Yes. Huh? And it's funny too because he, he kind of puts himself in these situations because, like, what he goes on to do with the planes a lot is he sets a lot of airspeed records. Mm. Um, and so Hughes is actually the last person ever to set an airspeed record with the plane that he made as a private individual. So all the airspeed records have been set by like government planes, military oh, planes afterwards. Wow. So he was the last person to actually like make his own plane and like be the fastest plane. How do they? Is this, like a speedometer? But why is there like an <laughs> annual thing where they all line up and oh, do it? Or is it wow, just, he's just like <laughs> I got the fastest plane, guys. Is it like Check a this Guinness out. record? You have yeah. to call someone out. And yeah. Then, hey, okay. And they like they the little radar gun. Like, oh, measure. he's zooming. Uh, <laughs> where did he down. go? <laughs> okay. So yeah, so yeah, that's in uh, that's a little bit further down. It's in forty three. He sets the airspeed record, and then in thirty eight, he actually sets the record for fastest flight around the whole Earth. Oh, okay. Um, so he does it. Not in eighty days. No, he <laughs> does it in ninety one hours. Oh. So just like two and some days. Did he have no. any snacks up there? Hopefully. No. Wait, 24, 48, 72, 96. So, like, three and some days. Three and some days. How much? Wait, 91 hours? So, yeah. almost four. Like yeah. Five hours short. So, yeah. And, and so, he beats the previous record by quite a bit. So, yeah, he starts in New York. He flies kind of around. He goes through Moscow. Comes mm-hmm. back around. Um, he's presented a Congressional Medal oh. of Honor for that. Oh. Um, Why? Of Honor. It's for something. Because he... 
He's making America look good. Make so America fantastic. Um, he, he never goes to the White House to get it, though. He, like, but, refuses to go to the White House to get it. Wait, who was president? I don't, that, I don't, I don't remember right now. I don't remember. What they end up this? mailing it to him in 38. <laughs> okay, I'm going to look this up. Yeah. Because they're like, um, we don't want, the, they're like, we don't want, like, it has your name. Like, we can't reuse, like, hello. <laughs> we already got this engraved. Yeah, like, um. You need, this, this is yours. It was FDR. He didn't want to go see FDR. I guess not. Maybe he had some issues with FDR's policy. He yes. seemed like he was a little more on the right. Um, we'll, we'll get there. Oh, okay. We'll get there. Um, okay. actually, just, we'll get there right now. So, oh, okay. so in the, in the 40s and 50s. So after all this playing stuff, after he's doing the movies, he's still kind of working on the movies a little mm. bit. Um, Is he I, still with his wife? Yeah, I think he's he's still with uh, Ella right Ella. now. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, they they get divorced. It, okay. It's coming. Um, but uh, yeah, it's not. But um, at the moment, yeah, he's still he's he's doing a bit a bit, a bit of both. He's kind of pulled more towards the planes and the engineering away from Hollywood. I think because of like working with all the people and, like, the yeah. perfectionistic kind of thing kind of drives him crazy a little bit. I mean, that's such a drastic kind of difference in careers because when yeah. you're filming, you're around people and you have to be mm. very, like, aggressive. You have to be, yeah. And I feel like you need to have a degree of flexibility because people are people yeah. and people are yeah. It's never going to go to plan. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that, that was a big challenge for him. He's definitely a very multifaceted yeah, person for cool. sure. And so, but th- at this point, so in, in the, in the mid-40s, um, he acquires um, RKO Pictures Company and Studios, and so he was. Um, so he he was part of this uh, thing with people. So he owned the company that produced the movies. He owned the studios that they produced the movies in, and he owned the theaters that they Dang. played the movies at. So he was really like top. Like, so he was. He, I don't think he was the only one who was part of this kind of thing. But these people mm-hmm. had a monopoly on the. Uh, the film industry because they made the movies and they played the movies and they were they voted for each other's movies <laughs> yeah they, they, they controlled every single part of it um, and we'll end up this actually there was a Supreme Court case Ooh. um about this so you can't do this anymore you can't <laughs> you, you can't make the movies because it's own like the studio you're getting into like the a monopoly situation yeah, yeah. so there, there was a Supreme Court case on like antitrust laws what we mm. call them here in the states mm. anti-monopoly laws that broke this down Mm. Um, but he was a big proponent for trying to keep things the way they were because sure. he had a pretty good situation. Oh, yeah. That does sound um, a bit more on the conservative side. Like, oh, yeah, government, definitely. get out of my business. Mm. Yeah. I'm just take all this money and chill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they ended up breaking it down. It was part of what gave him a bad name in the industry yeah. uh, for being kind of a monopolist. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he acquired, he owns the studios, the theaters. He acquires the radio network as well. Um, so when he acquires basically almost the entirety of the RKO company, um, he's like blew the what is it Park Place Park Place yeah Monopoly. yeah oh <laughs> <So> really <laughs> yeah and then he and then he gets like into it too so he fires seven hundred people uh, from the studios oh. I'm not sure how many employees they had but he fired a good chunk probably at least half of the people they had there were so he the buys studios. it and then he fires everyone he fires a bunch of people their movie Spring production movies. scales down they're even making like 30 a year they scales down to about 9 or 10 per year okay. um, so the feds kind of investigate because film is kind of a powerful like cultural product and so mm-hmm. they're like 
uh, are you making propaganda, my man? Because oh, you just bought yeah. these movie studios and these theaters and you're firing everybody. And, and so like they, they screamed the employees that were left for their political bias. So yeah, this is like oh, getting into World War II. Here? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, so yeah, they're, they're looking into, into the political alignments of the people that were left at the company mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what Hughes was up to. Mm-hmm. So it turns out what Hughes was up to, though, was he was... Um, he was also firing and letting off movie stars that the company had on contract. Anybody that he didn't like their values, and particularly, he also he also vetoed any movies that didn't have a strong enough anti-communist motive. Ooh. So he wasn't like a like Russian spy. He was just like, my movies need to clearly hate communism, and if they don't clearly hate communism, I'm not producing them. So he kind of turned his thing into like a counter propaganda mm-hmm. okay. operation was, was his kind of focus so that's kind of cool there's also some stuff but, though but doesn't it kind of become propaganda it does kind itself? of become i mean the fact that he's just so much control over it yeah, is kind yeah. of sketchy yeah i mean but, if yeah if you're expressing like strong political or like if you're expressing strong opinions and posing on other people and the firing if they don't agree with you. Yeah, that's, that's quite... Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, it's just kind of the way Hollywood is and has been. Mm-hmm. And he was just kind of playing the game on it for his own team. But that's definitely just kind of the game that gets played. It, it is sketchy, though, where there's some kind of, like, mafia stuff <laughs> where it's like... <laughs> he, 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 sold, he sold assets to people that were connected to mafia for the... so. So he, he leveled Sorry? off some of this stuff, yeah. Damn. So maybe he's trying to, like, you know, glorify it a little bit. All right. um, I don't I'm know. He's like, y'all need to chill. This is pretty cool. <laughs> and the mafia members are like, yeah, you're good. Like, <laughs> you can join us now. Yeah. So, and, and, and so he becomes so, like, you know, like, it, it's it's not about the money for him. It's about, like, the quality of the products that he's making. Mm-hmm. And, like, he wants to create his image and sell his image. Um and so he ends up getting a lot of lawsuits from shareholders yeah. and people that are like, this movie studio used to make a lot more movies and do a lot more stuff and you're kind of like uh, reducing it and mm-hmm. like you're, we're, making, we're getting these profits and we're unhappy with you. So he just kind of bought out all the shareholders. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so then he just kind of owned pretty much the entirety of everything actually. Oh my God. Monopoly. Yeah. Um, and then the antitrust lawsuits come around. Mm. Uh, so it's the United States versus Paramount Pictures was the company that they were after. Oh. Um, but everyone was involved and going to be affected. Um, mm. And so eventually, I'm not sure exactly how that breaks down the way that everything's operating, but the, the U.S. wins that case mm-hmm. um, in the Supreme Court. Um, and so, yeah, then you know, so now he owns almost the entirety of the company, though. Um, he ends up selling it six months later after that antitrust lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Um, sells it to the General Tire and Rubber Company for $25 million, um, and he paid twenty four for all the shares. Um, so he eventually, uh, so he, he totally, totally sells all the movie stuff, just gets rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes out at a profit. Um, so he made money through his whole Hollywood career. Okay. Went well enough for him. But now he's out. He's, he's sold out. And he cuts the movie business. He's done. Uh, for now. Um, okay. And he moves on to real estate. <laughs> and he buys um, 1,200 acres in Culver City. Uh, I don't know exactly where that is. He buys uh, nearly... He has just about 4,500 acres in Tuscan, which I think is Arizona. Yes. Yes. Um, and then he buys, he buys 25,000 acres 
uh, in Nevada. Boulder City is in California. Okay. Oh, okay. I thought so. Okay. So yeah, so that, that's 1,200 acres in California. Ooh, that's expensive stuff. 4,500 acres in Arizona. And then 25,000 25, acres in Nevada in like Vegas, Vegas desert area. Like undeveloped area he right around Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> he, he, he goes on to be one of the most influential people in Vegas. And part, no of, part of the reason that it turned into... It like it, it is what it is today. This kind of like metropolitan like oh, yeah. casino kind of town. Mm. It, it was kind of a different vibe before he came and pumped so much mm. money into it. Wow. Um, huh. It's really it's really interesting though. Once he starts putting stake into Vegas, this is where he ends up moving. Um, and he actually buys out the casinos that are tied to the mob. So he buys them from the mob and takes them himself. And is kind it because of like, he has that connection? It's either he's trying to run the mob out of business because they know that they have power in the town and he wants the power from them, or it's like a hookup. It yeah. seems more likely that he's just trying to be more Push powerful than the mob. So he's real power hungry, it sounds like. He well, definitely, yeah. And he's just got power. the money for that stuff. And honestly, like, it's a good investment to make, for sure, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so yeah, then this is going on. He ends up acquiring uh, the North Las Vegas Air Terminal. So he owns, like part of an airport in there um and then he ends up um at some point he he ends up this is also where this ocd kind of this really eccentric behavior is kind of apparent is he starts making plans for uh what he calls a master planned community uh-oh, uh-oh. nothing anything um, with master plan is not good, <laughs> oh, not no. good. yeah so it was going to be named out. summerlin after his uh his grandmother Keeper? Oh, it's a it's a lovely name. I'd live there. Yeah, Summerlin. Summerlin. That's cute. Um, so yeah, I guess he you know, he wanted to have his own kind of like, almost like his own kind of like city state that wow. was just going to be like his, and he was going to be the leader of it, and it was going to be his That's own the cult little thing. <laughs> putting the cult in cultivation. Our man's really out here doing. Yeah, he's he's pretty much just trying to like get off the grid, I guess, or take a bunch of people with him. Um, God. So yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Like he, like he, and, and he had like the resources to do this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the, the community. When you're rich, you can. Yeah, it's like he's always had it too. So he's just like, well, why not? Yeah, you know, yeah. no um, stopping me. It's 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 insane. I mean, it, it's it's just like the the amount of stuff he did do, and what he was able to accomplish. Just like he really was a working man. Um, but the community never pans out. It never actually ends up happening. I think at this point, in kind of the second half of his life, is when the illness starts to kind of mm. take more and more a hold of him. Um, so he ends up moving uh, to the Desert Inn uh, in Las Vegas at first, uh, like in the city, and he's buying the land kind of around and outside mm. the city. But he moves into this hotel within, and then he ends up refusing to leave. He like mm. doesn't want to leave. This mm. is when his kind of like shut-in behavior starts to happen with him. Um, yeah. so he refuses to vacate and the hotel's like, you've been here too long. We need you to leave. Like yeah. we need the room for other sure, people. Cause right. he has like, he has obviously like the best suite or whatever they have at the hotel. Uh, and they're like, we need the to get other people in here. And he says, uh, what if I just buy the hotel? <laughs> and so he just buys what the, the hotel. Ridiculous. So he doesn't have to leave. Wow. Yeah. So he's like, how about this? And just wad of cash just smacks yeah. it on the front desk and they're like, Okay. All yours. Yeah. So it, it gets pretty, pretty crazy. And then he ends up, he continues to buy already developed land and, and business in Vegas. He spends $300 million, um, buying estates, buying hotels and casinos. What year is this? Buying media. This is around the 60s. Okay. Okay. 50s, 60s. 
So he's also gotten um, up there in age. Yeah, yeah. And so then, yeah, he's taking over and, and getting control of venues that were being used for organized crime and stuff like that. And because he, he's playing with the big boys, big league. So he's like, I want to be the, the guy in control. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he becomes one of the most powerful men in Vegas. He's part of that transformation from kind of like a Wild West kind of... Mm, yeah, actually. Back to the Like, on a throne. Oh, there's a good visual coming up. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, wait, what, for me? Oh, well, for anybody. Of him... Oh. Of him relaxing. Oh, yeah. What were like, you saying? Like, that will post on, the, no, on social media? No, no. Oh, but uh, What were you saying? I don't remember. I'm confused. He's on a throne. Yes. He gets to a point where he doesn't really like wearing clothes anymore. Oh! oh. This is a good visual. I was thinking gold chains. Wow, um, that's like not Elvis. Clothes. That's Excel accessories. Yeah, so it still fits in. A little bit. We'll, you'll, we'll get there. Okay, wow. Um, Does he become a nudist? A little bit. <laughs> um, so, at this point, um, yeah, he's, he's kind of having these issues in these episodes where he kind of isolates himself. Uh, he starts getting kind of germaphobe tendencies. He'll pick up things with napkins. Mm. You know, doesn't want to touch anything. And he'll, you know, he, he, he there's a lot of other anecdotes of him, like, complaining about people having, like, creases or, like, rumples in their clothing or something or stains. <laughs> and he, like, doesn't want to be around anybody that has, like, the slightest imperfection and everything mm. bothers him. Mm. Um, <laughs> and it, it seems like it kind of flares up and it goes away and he continues yeah. to do things. Um, and then he has, so he has another plane crash that happens. So he's still flying. He's still flying on and off. Okay. Yeah, so he's flying an F-11, so it's not a plane he made, I don't believe. Um, we believe it's like a like military-made plane, but he's flying one huh. as a civilian. Um, he's flying it around. He's got a license and everything. And then the plane has a malfunction. Um, I don't know if it just the engine fails or whatnot, but he's in L.A. flying the plane over L.A. Um, and he thinks he's going to be able to make it to a river to land the plane, but he ends up crashing it into Beverly Hills. Oh, okay. That's it. So he just, he just he takes out like three Beverly Hills apartments with the plane. Uh, and a few chihuahuas. He's probably a few chihuahuas. A handful. Maybe a dozen. Um, I'm not actually sure if anyone was home and if anyone else was um, killed by the crash. Anyone wow. else? Um, no, so he so he, he survives, oh. but it's a near fatal crash oh for my. him. Uh, he's rescued by a marine who happened to be in the area and ran into the crash. Um, it's also alleged that he sent like monthly kind of payments to the marine as like a thank you. Yeah. He just like gave him money for the rest of his life. Um, yeah, yeah, I was a grateful, grateful guy. Um, definitely didn't want to crash that plane in there, but he. he Definitely did. Um, <laughs> it happened. Yeah. So, um, and this is this is where another really just crazy kind of anecdote. It's a little cold. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No. It was really hot, and I turned the AC really low, and I got cold. Yeah. It's so chilly. <laughs> it's okay. It's all good. It's all good. Speaking of problems with heat, so so Hughes had a lot of like severe severe burns from this plane crash. Um, and it was really bad. Like, and he was in a lot of discomfort, a lot of pain. By hospital oh yeah, oh yeah. Type. Like, oof. He had an extended hospital stay after this, but uh, mentally he was okay. No, like immediate brain damage or anything from the crash. Just really messed him up and burned him bad, and mm-hmm. probably broke a lot of stuff. 
So he's sitting there in the hospital, and he's like, hmm, you know what? Um, This hospital bed just isn't comfortable. So he brings in a bunch of engineers and just designs a new hospital bed. That is So he designs it to have running hot and cold water. The Um, bed? Wait, yes. Where? <laughs> like, like it's this hooked is up to the water. This you should do when you're rich. Like, this is how you should use your money. Yeah. All you rich it's, people it's listening to our podcast. This is what you should be doing. And the bed has like a bunch of his 30 electric motors in it, and it's in six <laughs> seconds. It has push buttons for adjustment and everything. Hey, um, people use those. That's yeah. That's the thing. He never ended up using the bed when he was there because they were still prototyping it and designing oh. it. But the, the what he did is the prototype for what is now like the modern hospital. Oh my god, bed. that is dope as wow. hell. Are yeah. you kidding me? Wow. So if you're ever like, thank you. Yeah, if you're ever in a hospital or kind of what they have at the dentist office too, like that's he was the one who was like, we need to make this better and we need to make it adjustable better. and everything. Except I hate when I'm at the dentist and they lean me almost like my head's touching the ground my feet yeah. are way up and I'm like Ugh. and they're like you gotta move over this way I'm like no I'm good I can't I can't move anymore no maneuvering or I will fall yeah it's like all the blood's going to my head yeah. okay anyway. so thank you Howard yeah so yeah he uh contributes you know that's another he really contributes to the medical world in that way huh. um renaissance man yeah so it's it's pretty cool and then so you know, but he, he makes it, he gets through, he recovers. Um, he's pretty banged up. He has some pretty serious injuries. Um, like he, he divorced he, at this point. I'm sorry. I keep thinking about Ella. <laughs> She's on my mind. <laughs> she survived. You know, I think he is divorced by this point. Uh, I think that did happen, I think, with his money. He was divorced in 1929. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, so towards the end of the Hollywood stuff, when mm. he was kind of changing directions. Um, his OCD was like... Yeah. She was probably like, um, you're a little, uh, this isn't what I signed up for. I got some rich parents to go back to. There's some pretty, yeah. Looks like he dated a lot of really. Oh, he did. A lot of famous ladies. A lot of fancy ladies. Yeah, he got around. There's this one girl who he courted or tried to court. He never actually got with her. She said that I don't think Howard could love anything that didn't have an engine in it. Oh. oh my god, that's absolutely brutal. Damn, Whoa. that's yeah, what killed know. him. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. <laughs> cause Never of death. Ever. Ooh, that's a harsh blow. Damn, that's pretty bad. <laughs> See, I wish I could come up with stuff like that. <laughs> that's, just, oh. that's gold. Yeah. Yeah, so this is this is where another this is there's a really good uh, so he okay he recovers from the plane crash and like you know he he's really physically impaired and like, he can still walk and everything but like he he can't he can't be active like he used to he can't mm-hmm. play golf anymore he can't do any of these kinds of things um, mini golf maybe, maybe. <laughs> he also seems to yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> He also yeah. seems to suffer from a lot of, um, like, psychosomatic pain hmm. in his body. Um, okay. There, there was a name for the condition, but yeah, so he has a, he has a lot of... Cute. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. But yeah, he hurts a lot, and he it, it's kind of, okay. it, it's not, like, it, it's all kind of a mental thing. And it's so, kind of like close to me real quick. Yeah. Um, psychosomatic, would that mean just, like, it's, like, caused by his brain? Like, it's not... Yeah, it's caused by the brain. It's, it's like a mental... 
manifestation of, yeah. of the thing. So it's okay. like, yeah, nothing, usually, nothing's actually hurting him, but yeah. he feels the sensation of being uh, hurt. Okay. Even yeah. though there's nothing physically wrong. Like phantom limb. Like, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, stuff like that. But not necessarily having, like, a cause, like... Yeah, 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 because usually you have some sort of sensory, um, like you get pinched and it goes into your muscle mm. and then it hits, it goes to the brain and then it comes back. Yeah. No, it doesn't come back. That's how you feel it. There's yeah. Like, and, so, and so his brain's kind of on like hyper alert where it's like even, yeah. even just like things touching him or him like wearing clothes is enough contact where it like triggers that. Yeah, he, gets, he gets naked, right? Yeah. It's, it's like, what's this? Also, don't quote me on the, on the neuron thing. <laughs> I swear. I'm psych major. I should buy a psych last quarter, but I'm like totally fried right now, so. Her neurons are not fired. They're not fired. They're, they're missing. They're shooting, but. I swear I learned. But it reminds me of Chuck from Better Call Saul. Yeah, it's just like a somatic. Yeah, like, the, he's allergic to the electricity. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Like even if it's all in his head, it's only when he knows. Yeah, that it's yeah, exactly. Mm, huh. That was oof. Yeah, that was intense. Yeah, so it's, it's exactly that kind of thing where he just kind of has this negative response to it, and then he gets so he gets this kind of OCD, like avoidant, like mm-hmm. I don't want to touch anything. I don't want anything touching me. Um, he also. You know, it's pretty popped up on painkillers while he's in the hospital. And so I think this is kind of when, like, it's codeine, it's opiate. He gets pretty into that. The whole family is just the the opioid family. Yeah, yeah. He ends up kind of injecting it into himself because, I mean, he can get a hold of it. And so, yeah, it's a bit of a problem for him. Um, And so then, yeah, he's now he spends a lot more time kind of just in hotels, in various places, Mm. uh, walled up. No it's contact. Kind of sad. He doesn't just have a home that he stays at. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He just kind of owns places everywhere, so he just kind of mm. goes. But he doesn't have like a home base necessarily. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's isolating. It's kind of. He doesn't have any roots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate. Mm. Yeah. Um. So so th- this plane crashes in '46. Um, so then he recovers, um, and then, yeah, a lot of kind of just, uh, problematic behavior kind of comes up in these kind of flares in these episodes. There's a point Mm -hmm. when, um, that movie he made, the John Wayne movie, The Conqueror, um, about the guy with the Indians, um, he ended up not being very proud of that movie. He didn't really like it. Mm. Thought it was kind of gross. Mm. So he just, uh, he got kind of obsessive over it though. He started, he would watch it over and oh. over and over again, nonstop hmm. back to back, huh. kind of like analyzing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but he was, he ended up feeling really ashamed of it. And so he tried to buy every single copy of the movie he possibly oh, could wow. so that no one else would ever be able yeah. to watch it again. Wow. And like so, recall, but just yeah. one man <laughs> yeah. on yeah. the job. So he bought as many oh as he God. could. Um, so it's probably still out there somewhere, but he made it as hard to access as he could. Let's watch it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> this one's for Rest you. In peace. <laughs> Coward. He's rolling around. I'm just like, no. No, <laughs> the last thing I wanted. Um, yeah, so it's pretty, pretty nasty. Um, 
And then he ends up getting remarried, though, at some point a little bit after this. He marries uh, Jean Peters. Um, He met her in the 40s. They married in 57. Um, He was pretty controlling of a dude. And so before they got married and afterwards, he had private security just kind of following her, keeping tabs on her, um, and kind of like intimidating guys that would talk to her and that kind of thing. Um, wow! Secret Service, who? Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was not great. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really I don't know how she was okay with that, but um, but oh my god, he cares about me so much. He's protecting me every single um, step. Wow. Oh. He can't be with me, but these four buff boys can. Hey, that's yeah. not bad. She's Get their money's worth. Yeah. I mean, there's some weirdos out there. Yeah. But uh, it's a little little problematic. Just a little bit. Uh, So, and this, okay, this is a little bit of an an aside, but this is like a really interesting piece of history. Um, So, in 60, in 1960, um, I think uh, Richard Nixon is running for re-election. Mm-hmm. In the states, oh. Wait, I hope so. I don't know what the years are anymore. Was he elected for two terms? Because they like tried to impeach him, right? He wasn't. He, he was. He resigned. Oh no, that's right. He well, well he was properly impeached. Like, like, because it's weird. It's like it's like a multi-step process, yeah, yeah, right? So, yeah. like, I think he was impeached on like the judicial level or whatever. But he, yeah. what, they weren't like you are out. He was. He it was resigned. like Bill was, like, Clinton who got impeached, but then he mm-hmm. stayed. I don't know. Like, we've had presidents be impeached. There's been one, there's been one that's been fully impeached. Oh, really? Like, kicked out? Kicked out? Yeah. Oh, I I thought we hadn't had one. There's been one. Um, I don't remember who. Whoops. Some guy. Um, (laughs) But, uh, so, so I guess Nixon might have just been running for his first term. I don't know. No, 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 no. Andrew Johnson. Sorry, was impeached. Thank you. Oh, no, thank you. Only yeah. Andrew Johnson and Bill Clinton. Yeah. Okay. But I think, I think yeah, Clinton Nixon also, was going to be, and then he resigned. Yeah, Nixon resigned. So I think this is while he was serving his first term, and he's looking towards re-election for, okay. for a second term at this point. Okay, that's um, probably when he. So yeah, so we're talking pre-Watergate. Okay. So okay. So the thing, okay. so the thing is, it comes out in the media uh, somewhere that uh, Hughes made a. Two hundred thousand dollar private donation to Nixon's brother um, for who knows whatever reason. So I mean, he's he's trying to have political influence, you know, mm-hmm. lobbying kind of stuff. Um, but he as like a sole individual. Um, so so it comes out and that looks pretty bad, and so it looks like Hughes is making connections and ties in the Nixon family. Um, and so what happens with Watergate is that there are people working for the Democrats that are feeding misinformation to Nixon and his office. And they're saying that they have documents and they have records of donations that Hughes made to Nixon. They're like, we know all the money that Hughes gave you, Richard. Mm -hmm. um, And we're going to release this (laughs) if you don't uh, play ball with us. Mm -hmm. And so it seems like that was a large motivation for him to bug the offices was to find out if they actually knew about the money that oh, Hughes gave him. My oh my god! Howard Hughes really out here making history! <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. Oh, wow. 
He's just in the background the entire time. Yeah. Of our history. It's like in Forrest Gump, how Forrest like comes up with all these like significant historical events. Like that's that's our man's Howard Hughes. He's just in here. Yeah, pretty involved. Yeah, that was kind of really surprising. That's Um, cool. So, you know, and then things went as they did. They did. Um, And then you know, Frost Nixon. That's a really good movie. It is a good movie. Have you seen that? I've seen. No, I've seen, um, oh, what's it called? Um, I've seen a different movie about it, and it was really good. I don't remember what it was called. All I can think of now is Tricky Dick. (laughs) That's what they call him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, pins that were like, I love Dick, for, like, campaigning. Really? I saw a picture somewhere. (laughs) Don't quote me. I'm not a credible source, but... So yes, it's okay. <laughs> we loved it. Woo! No, we don't. <laughs> oh, another good podcast that they covered the Nixon was Slow Burn. Uh-huh. They did Nixon administration and Clinton, and I love that podcast. Uh-huh. It was not. I have enough. been meaning to listen. I it's so you good. recommended it to me. Yes, at some point. It's very good. <laughs> that was so smooth. If only you could see the dancing right now. <laughs> oh, I'm really busted down. <laughs> busted down. I need to stop talking. <laughs> hey, can you tell that I'm in high school <laughs> by the words that I use? <laughs> oh my god. I can only be, I, the only way I'm updated on the new lingo is through you. Oh, that's... Otherwise, I'd be completely left in the dust. Wow. So, thanks. I feel so important. <laughs> I have been hitting the woe nonstop. It's really bad. Like it's just, like this is hitting the woe. You go. <laughs> oh, that's, okay. what, that's what it, it has a name. It's, like, it's just like centering the steering wheel. Yeah, you just <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally, it's just like. <laughs> and I don't drive at all, so I'm just like, <laughs> and everyone's like, stop it. <laughs> like it's gotten to the point where like my boyfriend or like my friends will be like, um, that's just you've done it too much. I'm going to strangle you, and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> You have these phases though, and they're gone by a week. Yeah, whip. I still whip. Sadid. Time, time that was the longest. Sadid. <laughs> Just the entire cruise. Sadid. I think I bumped the mic. Oh. Oh well. I'm so sorry, Mike. I'm sorry. So good. So. So is he naked? So, okay. We're. <laughs> We're, yeah. we're getting there. Okay. So yeah, so he he's been so you know he's still like involved. He's still like making whatever kind of political moves he's making, doing whatever kind of business he's making. It's all about the money. Of course. Um, so at this point, he's founded the the medical institute. Oh. And um, so it's a nonprofit research institute. But the oh. thing is, he owns a lot of other companies, and he pretty much funnels all of his money into the medical institute because it's tax exempt because it's nonprofit, <laughs> and he uses it as like a holding for his cash. <laughs> Is that legal? I don't know. <laughs> the um, law doesn't apply to him. He's no, just he's the odd. That's what he's doing. But um, oh. t- today, so as of 2007, the Howard Hughes Medical Institute is the the fourth largest uh, biomed research institute, like the yeah. private organization. Okay. Um, so it's it's still a really big contributor to hmm. whatever they are researching, diseases, etc. Yeah. Um, so it does do actual stuff, but it was also kind of a... <laughs> financial decision. Uh, 
Yeah, but so so then he gets progressively more introverted and isolated. Mm-hmm. So he he spends time in his hotel rooms alone. Uh, I, I think it's oh god no I, I don't want to say what the, the name of the thing is I don't remember. But he feels the pain from sensation of wearing clothing uh, and everything. Yeah. So what he would do is he would lay on the bed in his hotel room and he would watch movies constantly, his mm-hmm. movies or other movies, which is apparently a pretty common thing with people suffering from chronic pain. You zone out, you mm-hmm. feel it less, mm-hmm. you're, you're somewhere else. Huh. But he's laying there on the bed, he's naked, and he's wearing a pink napkin over his parts. Oh, how modest is that? His special bits. And so, yeah. <laughs> so, pink. So, this is there, was there a reason it was pink? <laughs> that might have just been what they had. Um, that's what he wanted. Okay. And that's He's so what he rich. was okay you get with. Any color. Uh, he has his pick, his cream of the crop. Yeah. And he can. Why didn't he just have like a silk handkerchief? Well, it was like a, yeah. like a handkerchief. Oh. Like a pink handkerchief. Okay. You said napkin. I was thinking just like from Target. I, I, think, it was, I think it was like a cloth <laughs> napkin. Okay. Okay. Yes. Felt good. I hope so. Yeah. His, his initials. So, you know, he was he was a little bit covered at least. Okay. You know, that's, what, that's all you can ask. Wouldn't that be one of so the like if the nurses sensitive? are like if the uh, room service came in to like give him his food, he wouldn't okay. be like totally nude. He'd was, just have his napkin. I have a question. <laughs> How was his like general physique? Was he like a buff man? Like chill. Up There's some pictures man. of him that okay. are worth looking at. He's a pretty handsome guy. Oh. Um, he he was he was actually he was really tall. He might have been like six four. Wow. Um, pretty tall guy. Yeah, so I, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, he was pretty stout. Like, pretty... Stout? Pretty, like, like large, thick man. Thick, thick. You know? Um, he's tall and stout. Um, huh. So, short and stout. Yeah, I always think of short and stout. Teapot. Here's my handle. Here's yeah. my stout. <laughs> Do the, what is it? The well. Okay. So, um, yeah. He does, does, he, does he ever go to a doctor for this stuff? He probably has private doctors coming okay. to see him, but I don't know how much he's letting doctors see what how he's doing because then they would intervene. Yeah. And he wants to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so he ends up getting really particular about his food habits. He has a routine dinner. He has a New York strip, medium rare, with a side salad, and he has a small piece. Not the big piece. Only the small piece. Only the small piece. He only wants the tiny little guys. He pushes aside the big guys and he eats <laughs> the tiny little guys. That's he doesn't like the big piece. Um, okay. Inter- yeah. yeah, interesting. It's pretty weird. And he wants eggs cooked like the way... His like mom used to cook him or something. Like he wants, Aww. he wants this specific egg recipe every single morning for breakfast. So he has this very specific food routine that he's doing. Um, and then he, at, at this point, he really is starting to kind of spiral downward. Mm. He's um, more and more introverted. He starts his hygiene deteriorates. He gets to a point where he's only kind of coming out into the world like once every like six months and like. He's not washing himself or, like, cutting his nails or anything for, like, six months at a time. Wow. Um, on average. And so he's, How pale is he? I don't his know. nails? Hello? Yeah. Pretty, going pretty the, bad. He's gone for the record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so he, he's kind of just, like, Dang. deteriorating a little bit. 
Um, he ends up in 58. He's still married at this point. His wife's just kind of wow. doing her own thing with the money. and he's, uh, That's uh, a good gig. She's wow. like, yeah. Wait, the one um, that was bodyguarded? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Gene Peters. Gene Peters. Gene Hughes. Um, so in 1958, he moves to a studio that he owns somewhere. Um, he stays there for, I think, a little over four months. And this is where he's naked with the napkin. Um, and he has this consistent diet of uh, chocolate bars, huh? buckets of chicken, and milk. Like like KFC or like just I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just milk? chicken, chicken, milk, what and chocolate. To the peas? Chicken, milk, and chocolate. He had enough peas and <gasps> oh, steak. CMC. And he just he just wanted that chocolate chicken and milk. That e equals MC squared. MC squared milk chicken chocolate. Yeah. That's the E. It's what is that was it, energy? His energy. energy. His energy that, was his energy was derived from equals MC squared. Yeah. It's Einstein. He, he was, <laughs> I don't know what this yeah. means, but I feel you like I've some discovered something. Something. I I gotta, I gotta wow. talk to Mr. Whittle. Okay. Damn. Okay, yes. Yeah. Okay, I think Aladinia was the name of the, um, when you feel the pain, oh. but it's not actually there. Um, we should look, we should learn more about that. That sounds interesting. It's, it's, yeah, seems like a serious thing. And so he um, ends up writing a detailed memo to all the butlers and the staff that are there providing for him. He uh, So, like, don't speak to me. Don't. Look at me. Don't acknowledge me unless you're acknowledged. Wow. Um, so he wants to be completely left alone unless he wants something from them. And he's going to tell you what he wants. And then you can react to him. Wow. Um, he ends up also, uh, it's like he's like storing his pee like with him in like the, the oh, yeah, theater. Oh, yeah, about this. Yeah, he's like bottling it and keeping <laughs> it to himself because um, he doesn't want to like leave to go to the bathroom or whatever. Um yeah, he just collections of jars. It's, See, perks of being a man, though. Yeah. I will never be able to just... Jar it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I said <laughs> perk. Yeah. I suppose you could maneuver that, but it just wouldn't be... It wouldn't be How fun. about number two? That, mm. With that chocolate milk chicken diet, you gotta... It's you're gonna need somewhere. access. Yeah. It's okay if you don't have the answer to that question. It actually okay. make me feel better if you don't have the answer. Yeah. So. <laughs> moving on. This this continues to, to happen. Whoa. He's completely isolated. He's not even leaving to go to the bathroom. He doesn't want to be um, associated or around anybody. He's watching movies end on end. He ends up obsessed with the film Ice Station Zebra. Huh. Don't know much about it. It's, it's another one where he watches it over and over and over again, back to back to back. Like 24-7, wow. he's just watching the one movie over and over again. <laughs> like us in my car. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> was it we Cars? Yeah, Cars. I cannot watch that movie. I, I will, like, throw up. Like, I cannot. <laughs> we had this minivan, and it had, like, the DVD those, player. Yeah, the little DVD player. You know, like, uh -huh. the tinky ass. They're, like, the size of, like, GPS. Yeah. So and we have, like, one in the ceiling, and so we, we would put... We would pop Tim, our brother. Yeah, we'd pop just, some some DVDs in yeah. there during our little road trips. Or Not just, even just around, just traveling, getting from home to school and school to home and to church and back. And of course, 
we're tiny children. Our parents don't give a shit no. because they're they have bigger things to focus on besides what movie we're watching. <laughs> and we are stuck with the same film for like a year. Like Tim just keeps whenever it ended, he would just start from the beginning. <laughs> So we watched <laughs> the film Cars by Disney Pixar. Yeah. Was there another? I think there was another movie we watched over and over. So we had a couple in circulation. Yeah, we did. I that feel was... like I have that memorized. Like, <laughs> so oh, vividly. We laugh, but we're in pain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah no. <sighs> yeah. I feel like it was like The Incredibles Almost. or something. Or Meet the Robinsons or something. That we watched mm. over and over. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's not the same though. <laughs> no, that's like if you like wanted. Yeah, like, imagine being at the point where you enjoyed doing that. Oh jeez. What is it? I don't know. Is it enjoying anymore? Or is it just this is? No, how he I was live. doing that. Oh, like creature of habit. Yeah. Yeah. I have to do this. Just yeah, and it was kind of like complacent, so he could kind of like sell out and like yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just... That's just not a way to live. No, it's pretty bad. And again, like, yeah, he's just, like, not even taking care of himself in the slightest. That reminds me. I, I believe there's an episode of Twilight Zone where there's yeah, a guy who... Oh, no, or a lady. No, no, no. Is it an older... Is it an she old just lady? rewatches her Film. films when she was a young, beautiful actress. Yeah, I, oh, I thought it was a gentleman. Oh, I could I just be completely incorrect. Sorry, we're probably thinking of different ones. No, I don't know. It's, it's someone who's, like, stuck... Yeah, stuck in... They're like the like the theater room in the house. Yeah. They're they're rich. They're elderly. They're well off, and they're just watching like their films over and over again. And like something happens because it's the Twilight Zone. Yeah, I think that is that one. I don't know. I keep seeing that. Me and Mom talked about. It. That's who um, I talked to about it. Yeah, it was a. I think the one I'm thinking of is the lady who was past her prime, mm-hmm. and then she gets offers the new movie, new movies, but she's the mom, and so she's used to being the star, huh. being the young beautiful, and she keeps rewatching those movies over and over, and she can't get away from it. Huh. Maybe that's that. Maybe one. that's I'm I'm not sure. Still good. That first season is so good. It really is. But then kind of gets solid. weird. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So he continues to do this, and you know he he'll occasionally kind of transfer to a new location, go somewhere else when he gets tired of where he is. Um, and I think it is on um, a plane ride coming into the states from Mexico, where he was somewhere. Um, I think so. Um, and he dies on the plane. Oh. Um, health complications, malnutrition. Yeah. Uh, I think it. I think it was kidney failure mm. that did it in for him. Mm. So I mean, drugs and not a proper diet, no exercise. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely organ failure. Huh. Um, so yeah, his death is pronounced back in Texas once they get back into the U.S. airspace. Huh. Um, and oh, he that's was really interesting. Like he died. Like, on the plane, like as like yeah. in transit. Yeah, I think I think yeah, huh. yeah. Maybe it's just too much for his body. I don't know. Probably. Stress, yeah. Just everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Was it on one of his planes? Did I miss that? I don't know. Too fine. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> one last go. <laughs> one last ride. Oh God. Rest in peace. But yeah, he's so disheveled and shriveled up and everything 
that they have to identify him by his dental records because he doesn't wow. even look like himself at this point. Wow, he's so far gone. How old is he? Um, he was seventy-one. Okay, he kicked it for pretty long. Honestly, yeah, for like respect, surviving that long that way. Huh. That is quite the deterioration. Quite um, the life. He was like at the peak, mm-hmm. and then. Oh yeah, absolute like top one of the most prominent people of the time for sure. And then, and then go back down. And I mean, the thing is, though, is like part of what made give gave him the drive to get to that point was probably so, what took him over the deep end yeah. as well. Um, it's just the same. It's like he found out this medical research institute and did a lot of other stuff, but never took care of himself. Yeah. And if he somehow had better foresight, you know, through some, like, just not possible, not how things are kind of means. He mm. could have provided for himself to yeah. get through that and manage that better. Yeah. Because it's like, and this is also back in a time where we didn't have, like, proper exactly. uh, treatment for things like OCD. That's though. the thing. That's what I was going to um, So, but. Yeah, did he ever see, like, a, like a psychologist? Uh, no, it doesn't seem like it. Okay. No. Yeah. yeah. That just just really their physicians. Yeah. So he was really kind of left to his own devices. And, you know, he was this kind of scary, powerful dude. So yeah. he was like, leave me alone. It's like, you do what you like, okay. So. Huh. Yeah, this, yeah, it really shows the pitfalls of, in a, in a different way, I think, that we can think of it of fame and riches yeah. because it can be very toxic. But this is a very different way that I've seen him manifest mm-hmm. in terms of, yeah, making someone sick, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. That was a lot. That really was. That was fascinating. Thank no you. idea. Yeah. Now we have I to watch so The much. Aviator. Yes. And figure stuff out about Leo. And find that one film that he wanted to destroy. <laughs> the Conqueror. Is that the yes. one? He just tried to obliterate. <laughs> The poster was like enough to that's where I gathered all this information about it. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty informative. Pretty informative. Mm. Yeah. How are you? I'm the cult and cultivating. Sweetie <laughs> Puttering around. Just doing this. Putter. Puttering out. <laughs> puttering out. <laughs> he puttered out. <laughs> Chicken fried. E equals MC squared. E equals MC squared. Yeah. We've learned so much. We've discovered things. <laughs> I feel like the heat's gone to our heads. And we're just <laughs> okay. Oh, this is right how now. I think. This is, this is me at my Warm. peak performance. Yeah. <laughs> this is as good as it gets. Which is also another that I want to cover. Which is OCD. I have not seen that. It's a film, yeah. right? Yeah. With yeah. that one actor. Like, yeah. Picture says he looks kind of angry. Yes. Jack Nicholson. He's just, like, he has that face. Furrowed brows, his forehead's like the eyebrows. Eight definitely the eyebrows. Yeah, strong yeah. eyebrows. Yeah. Oof. That voice, too. You know it's him. You know. It's yeah, him. you should watch it. I. It's based on a um, Shakespeare play. I forgot which one. Yeah. But yeah, he also has major OCD. The one who where he washes his hands with soap and throws away the soap and has to get a new one. Sounds like my friend. Ooh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Not that intense. Okay. Um, 
actually sometimes she has us like open doors for her and like mm, yeah she'll like take paper towels I mean I've started doing it too honestly just because like public spaces are nasty it's true but yeah it, it gets to a point where it's mm. unhealthy like cheap like you need to, like if you get to the point where you need to do that and if it's feel, interfering with being able to just do stuff to just live your life Good for your immune system. It is. You have to be exposed to it. That is so true. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. And you're going to do Plath. I am. So we have Plath, our girl. I'm excited for that, too. This guy lived to 71. She was gone by 32. Yeah. So, but there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot to cover. Um, I have a little bit of research left to do on the later years of her life. But, yeah. It's going to be a doozy. And then I'm probably going to, ooh, so real quick, with the DSM-5, I have been taking clinical psychology, and we were talking about the ICD, which is the International Classification Diagnostic, I think that's what it stands for, I may be wrong, but I had no idea that there was a diagnostic that wasn't the DSM, and that just kind of shows me what a bubble we're in in America. I had no freaking idea. And neither of us knew. No one I know never heard of it. Yeah. So I am unsure if I'm going to bring in the ICD stuff too. We'll see, but I might just stick with DSM because that's what I learned. Up to the, we'll see, but I just want to throw that out there because that was kind of a moment for me. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, fascinating. But yeah, let us know what you think. Give us feedback. Give us suggestions. Suggestions. Let us know. Say hello. Yeah, just say hi. Tell us your stories. I've, yeah, I've been trying to just, like, keep up with everything and social media and all that, so, yeah, I'm around, we're around. We're around. Always, forever. Oh, and shout out. Yes, we will be here. (laughs) Whether you want us to be or not. (laughs) Shout out to Katrina for being our sound producer. Thank you so much. We needed it, and so it's very, yeah. Um, I have in the description... She helped us with Zelda, and with the DSM one, we had really bad <laughs> audio. <laughs> it was really bad. I'm so sorry. But she helped us with that, and um, in the descriptions, I'll have a link to her own stream. She does a live stream with Twitch, and I forget oh. what video game she does. But, yeah, so I have that yeah. in the description. That's what that's for. So... Thanks, y'all, for bearing with us Thank as we you. figure out things and for listening, and yeah. Check us out on the Instagram. Yes, brainsightpodcast.podcast. The Facebook. Yes. The faces. Please, please, please. Give us those likes. Yeah. Thumbs Validate up. Validate us. Please. Or I will cry. There you have it, folks. <laughs> if, yeah. Until next time. We'll see you then. Put the cold, cold today. Oh, radiant. Radish. 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 Bye. Bye. Bye.